Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I am Luke. And welcome to the first in our series of 32 individual team season 2022 wrap-up 2023 previews. Trying a little short-form content for you here, see if you guys uh, enjoy this. Wanted to give everybody an idea of, of heading into the offseason ahead of free agency, what each team looks like. Um, please do follow us on the socials at Half Yard Line Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to give us an email, halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. I'd love to interact with you guys in that way. Uh, Luke, the 2022 Texans season, not necessarily what they were looking for. Uh, yeah, I mean, based on how last offseason went, isn't it kind of what they were <laughs> looking for? <laughs> like, I don't want to get too uh, tinfoil hatty straight off the bat. But yeah, 313-1. and one, Last in the AFC South again, picking second overall in the upcoming draft. The only reason they're doing that is because they poetically won their last game when they really probably were better served not winning it, um, handing Chicago the top overall spot. Chicago, you'll find that podcast soon enough for those interested in Dab Airs. Texans, 37 million bucks in cap space and, and more potentially coming, which we'll get into shortly in the, in the form of you know guys who may be moving on. The good news for the Texans is from a future and building standpoint, they're coming in with 13 draft picks in 2023, including two firsts and two thirds, both products of the uh, Deshaun Watson trade. They also have five sixth round picks, which is bizarre. I think the, the Ravens last year had something like that, and it was pretty pretty wild. The big news, obviously, was Lovey Smith being one and done, following the David Cully one and done uh, D'Amico Ryan's coming in, former linebacker for uh, the Texans that people will perhaps remember or know as the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator slash assistant coach of the year. Um, Nick Casario still in post as the GM. Jack Easterby, who was kind of a bit of a specter at the feast in the front office, was let go um, during the season, I believe. So he's no longer hanging around and uh, won't be influencing decision-making there. We'll see how well that goes. Tim, you mentioned not probably what they wanted from the last season but put themselves by design or not by design in a fairly good spot to kind of restart things in 2023 yeah luke this team was bad like with a capital b bad like <laughs> we're not an advanced analytics podcast here but a couple things they scored 17 points per game which was good for 30th so they were better than two teams in that regard though they did a lot of it in garbage time they were so bad in fact that they're their expected points added per play was negative 0.17. Per dropback, it was negative 0.15. For rushing, it was negative 0.21. That was good for 32nd, 32nd, and 31st. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're going to talk roster holes on each of these teams. And roster holes for the Texans could be a podcast of some significant length where we just do it as a standalone. Um, I wrote literally everywhere in my notes. Uh, to your point around statistical underperformance, I mean, you don't need advanced analytics to know that if you allow the third most yards and you gain the second fewest, that is not going to get the job done, as they say. Um, a nice position when you've got a lot of picks is we will literally just draft anyone, which is kind of the position that they're in. Um, it's hard to pinpoint the big areas of need on the roster per se, just because there are so many. Um the big one is quarterback, obviously. Um, Davis Mills was kind of a stopgap. They rolled with this platooning with Jeff Driscoll last year. It was all very strange. 
they're picking second overall. That's going to be a quarterback, or they're going to draft. Uh, sorry, they're going to trade up to one and draft a quarterback there, which the Bears will be rubbing their hands together about. Unless they do something, you know, nuts like they trade for Justin Fields or they trade for Lamar Jackson or something. You imagine it's rookie QB inbound in Houston. Um, the other position I kind of circled was pass catcher. I mean, the top four receivers last year that they had on the team were Brandon Cooks, Chris Moore, Rex Burkhead, Jordan Akins more than realistic possibility they're all gone rookie quarterbacks have to have someone to throw it to you can't just trot Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever out there and say make it happen that's not really gonna help him develop and I think you know the Texans maybe the the memories of David Carr getting his head caved in uh loom large but they have a reasonably good couple of offensive linemen Laramie Tunsil very strong up front Kenyon Green who they drafted last year good player and hopefully they'll see continued improvement for him they have titus howard on the roster still who was a draft pick a few years ago so they've invested in that position uh or that group they got pretty good production from damian pierce last year at running back and Derek stingley jr who they took third overall so there's a few pieces not a lot to hang your hat on i mean i've highlighted a couple there tim i don't know if you had any other thoughts on a position you would be trying to work on if you were the, the texans as a matter of priority apart from just all of them yeah, Luke, I know we're going to talk about sort of key free agents in a minute, but somehow I have Scott Questenberry, their center, as both um, a key free agent and the worst center in football. So I did have center on my list as something I needed to get better at. <laughs> <laughs> but other than uh, yeah, other than center, no, I think you've articulated it well. They're not great anywhere. They Obviously, the quarterback is, is what's going to drive them going forward the offensive line is probably good enough to bring in a rookie i do think again beef up that center spot um you'd have a good interior line give your, your rookie quarterback some time to develop um and that'll help them move in the right direction yeah i think that's why as you mentioned kind of free agents upcoming i did look at who's the upcoming free agents and and thought the fact that none of these guys are really that important to retain tells its own story the the only guy i had circle was uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name i'm sure but ogbenia okoronkwo who's an outside linebacker he was like rotational uh, guy, he he was second on the team with in sacks with five. So maybe you want to bring him back as a piece. Not saying he's JJ Watt come again, but you know, this is not a team which is in a position to turn away players who were in any way productive a year ago. There's some names you'll recognize on the list. You know, Rex Burkhead. I already mentioned Jeff Driscoll, Jordan Akins, Chris Moore. But like, you kind of know who they are if you're in a deep fantasy league. But beyond that, you're not really worried too much. A lot of their free agents are on the older side too, so it's not necessarily a group you're going to look to bring back a, a huge number of cut candidates. Again, it's like, I mean, are there any players to cut? Because it's difficult to imagine. Christian Kirksey, maybe? Yeah, Christian Kirksey, maybe. He's a he's a decent NFL linebacker. Eric Murray's a safety mate who's got a $4 million cap hit who basically plays special teams. So maybe you get rid of him. The, the big piece is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is, do you know what Brandon, do you know what Brandon Cooks' cap hit, cap hit is this year, Tim, by any chance? Uh, $28 million. It, it's unbelievable guess 26 million bucks for brandon cooks now he made it known that during the season he didn't want to play for them anymore they didn't manage to get rid of him at the trade deadline he's never going to play for them again that's got to be a priority getting him off the roster he's a good player he's been to the pro bowl he played for the rams in the super bowl you know he's a, he's been a very productive nfl receiver but getting him off of the books is going to be a huge priority for casario and crew you know if you can free up 26 million dollars on top of the 37 you've already got even if you get back a seventh round conditional like you'll do it just for the salary dump kind of like an nba style trade um and then as mentioned you know 
roster holes wide receiver he's the leading receiver from a year ago too so you are creating a void but it's a void you need to create in order to really refresh the team and if you you got a disgruntled wide out who's costing you almost 30 million dollars against the cap it's probably not that wise to keep him around the section of filling gaps could equally be as long as we wanted it to be for the texans i mean 13 picks is obviously great i mean it's perfect for a team that sucks because you can move all over the place you can trade back you can pick up picks next year you can move up in rounds you're also picking second in every round so that's you know dangly trade bait that you can issue you know end of the first day of the draft that you'll see you know the top of the second round teams try and trade up for that pick try and trade up for the start of the third start of the fourth and so on um but it's pretty much imperative that they get this draft right if they blow this draft they're going to stay bad for quite a long time. We'll talk about the Titans in a separate podcast. They're a team that's been a bit haunted by draft misses. And if you've got a lot of picks and they're high picks and you make a hash of it, you're going to struggle. They've got an extra one and an extra four next year as well. Again, Deshaun Watson trade. So they're still reaping the benefits of that from a pick standpoint. New coach. And really the interesting thing I find with them is how do they even go about building something? I feel like the last couple of years, the Texans have basically just been in destruction mode, not build mode. They've been getting rid of players. They were, you know, Deshaun Watson was obviously the biggest one, but they traded a lot of veterans as well for picks. It'd be interesting to see how they actually approach team building. And as far as kind of who they might target in free agency, I had a couple guys circled as possibles. You know, I think a veteran wide receiver to pair with the rookie quarterback would make some sense. I'm not saying you have to go out and trade for, you know, Stefan Diggs like the Bills did or whatever but someone who knows how to get open just so again he's got someone to throw the ball to because you can't trot him out there and have him get killed the other guy I had on my list I thought was Mike Gesicki who's a free agent um had a very good couple of years with the Dolphins kind of got phased out of that offense under Mike McDaniel he's big he's strong he's great jumping ability he'd be a good safety blanket type guy for a young quarterback I feel like red zone threat a big body you can throw the ball into a large catch radius and he'll kind of absorb it i felt like that would probably be a logical addition for them they brought in oj howard last year that didn't really pan out jordan akins has been around for a while but he's not a, a game breaker they drafted brevin jordan at tight end he's been in and out so i felt like a would be a logical free agency target for them as well as literally anyone else who's available would be fine <laughs> would be fine but i thought i don't know if you think uh maybe a big a big body tight end the prototypical safety blanket might make some sense for incoming rookie quarterback a b c or D. The, the texans for me that is the one team this league i think you'd almost wish you could flip the draft and free agency around and mm. and go use those draft picks and see what what you're able to get in those spots you you have to do it the other way they're going to have to do their free agents first figure out what they can get there and then fill in the draft um, and i think that's a challenge It'll be interesting to see if they take all of these picks. You know, to your point, they needed they need talent everywhere, um, or if they package some of them, package some of them with players. You talked about Brandon Cooks, um, you know, Laramie Tunsil. Do you, if you're really, really in a rebuild, do you need to keep either of those guys? And so, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here where you make some trades. I've seen people throwing around, you know, you trade your first three picks this year's draft for somebody like Justin Fields. Um, I don't think that helps the Texans. Having a great quarterback would certainly be wonderful, but he's going to die if you don't use those other picks <laughs> yeah. to give him some offensive, you know, some some offensive help. So, yeah, I think you're right, Luke. Yeah, it's tough to be in the position that they're in just because there's just holes everywhere. But at the same time, it's almost like doing an expansion franchise, which obviously the Texans would know about, uh, being the most recent addition, <laughs> or like a Madden, you know, fantasy draft mode or something where you just start from zero. 
listen, it's going to be a tough turnaround for Tobiko Ryans uh, and company there in Houston, but they've got the ammunition and it's just about turning those picks into players, turning some of those cap dollars into quality players. And hopefully they find a guy under center who can uh, be productive for them. I say hopefully, not for me because I'm a Titans fan. And frankly, if they suck forever, <laughs> that works for me. But if you're a Houston fan, you know, the road ahead is long, but it's uh, paved with decent capital that they can invest into uh, positions of need, of which there are a lot. So plenty of choice available. And there'll be plenty more choice available for you, dear listener, on these team preview slash review pods that we're doing. This is number one of 32 coming your way before free agency. So we look forward to you joining us across all of those and on the socials at Half Yardline Pod or via email halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the pod, like and rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get them. Very helpful for us on the algorithms as we try and build the pod and welcome more onto the Half Yard Line wagon as it rolls along through this NFL offseason. So for now, that will wrap it on the Texans and we look forward to joining you for the next team you find yourself listening to. But it's bye for now. Catch you next time. <laughs>